The Ziggler Show, timeless inspiration from Zig Ziggler that's influenced over 250 million people worldwide, inspiring true performance in your work and life today. Welcome to episode 304 of The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, resident brand ambassador and marketing strategist for Ziggler. My co-host, Ziggler CEO and proud son of Zig, Tom Ziggler, is on a plane right now as we broadcast this show live on Facebook. So I'm with you solo today. Well, kind of solo. Of course, we will bring you Zig himself in a 14-minute clip, a little longer than normal, 14-minute clip uh, on role models is really the focus of what he is talking about. And I'll tell you more about that in just a second. want to thank so many of you for the five-star reviews in iTunes. The Ziggler Show sits at the top of all business podcasts. Sometimes you'll find us in the top 15, sometimes in the, in the top 30. But we hang out up there, and your reviews actually help us a lot. Obviously, it helps us to know that we're doing a good job here. But it also helps bump us up in the rankings, which gives us exposure to people who may not know Ziggler and the message and principles. So, uh, again, if you find value in these shows and in Zig's messages, ask you to leave us a review in iTunes. To engage with Ziggler. Go to Ziggler.com. Sign up there for the newsletter. It'll pop right up uh, in front of you as you go to the website. You can check out the events page. Tom Ziggler himself and some of the Ziggler team members are often having events in a city near you. They're just starting a U.S. tour this month. And you can see when they may be in your area or when you can come to the Ziggler headquarters, which is in Plano, Texas, just right outside of Dallas. And engage in this message. So yesterday, again, the topic that we're going to play of the clip that we're going to play from Zig is role models. But yesterday on the Ziggler Facebook fan page, which is just knocking on 3 million likes, and you'll see some promotions and special offerings from us to celebrate that. But we posted on there and just asked the question, who have you patterned your life after? Because almost assuredly, you have patterned much of your life after an example that you've experienced for better or for worse. So we posted that, and at this point, I've gotten well over 100 replies. So we called out some of the interesting ones that really hit on specific topics and paradigms, perspectives, and I'm going to talk about those with you, literally read, uh, tell you who wrote them, and read through there, and just do a little commentary after we play this clip. Now, I want to point something out to you, and this is going to be relevant for all Ziggler shows. Now, before I started hosting this show, it had been about a year and a half of dormancy for the Ziggler podcast, and before that, it was primarily just clips of Zig. That's all you heard. We obviously are taking those clips and commenting on those now in this new or revised Ziggler show, and we're getting great response from people about that. Now, 
on the clips themselves, though, they're all pulled from Zig's legendary presentations. And amongst those clips, you will hear often some similar stories or the same story that he'll insert. Now, he may be making a different point than he did on the last message, but he'll use the same story or he will expound on a certain message. And you'll hear that, which is interesting because today's culture is really addicted to new and fresh. We want something new. We want something now. We want something we haven't heard. But as Zig would say, truth does not change and it needs repetition. In the radio industry, if you want to take out an ad for your business and a radio station, generally they won't even allow you to do it unless you sign up for a series. They want repetition. Now you would think, well, sure, they want your money. They do, but they also know that generally, statistically, if you're going to get a response to an ad, you will not get that response until somebody has heard it five times. If they're going to respond, it generally won't be until they have heard it at least five times. Well, folks, for us uh, to act on truth, we hear truth often, we nod our heads, but to act on it, we have got to hear it over and over. That's what made Zig so predominant as a speaker. He knew these truthful messages. He knew the anchors. He knew the things that would incite us to action and resonate with us. And he repeated them over and over and over. He was a real staunch staunch proponent of that. So as you hear him uh, rephrase a story or a message that you've heard more than once, let it sink in. All right, well, here then is Zig. The talk focuses again on role models. And then after we hear this, and it's again 14 minutes long, so I'm going to sit here with you and listen and appreciate it. And then we'll discuss who you've patterned your life after. And I'm going to take you through uh, some really highlight responses from what we got on the Facebook fan page since yesterday. All right, here then is Zig talking to us on role models. Some time ago, I read something that uh, rather intrigued me. I read where every third person was either remarkably handsome and unusually bright or amazingly beautiful and brilliant. Now, what I'd like to get you to do is look directly at the person on your left. No, left. (laughs) Look them over real good. Now look directly at the person on your right. Look them over real good. And since it obviously ain't either one of them. (laughs) It's got to be you. You're the third person. What I want you to think in terms of as being that third person, because you're remarkable in so many ways. I've got an objective this evening. The objective, basically, is to share with you how you can become the person you are intended to be and that in so many ways you already are. My objective is to get you to make some decisions today that will give you immediate benefits. But more importantly, they'll still be giving you benefits 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years down the road. The choices we make are absolutely Incredible. I'm going to start by asking you four questions. First of all, how many of you honestly and sincerely believe, as a matter of fact, you're totally convinced there's something you can specifically do in the next three weeks that would make your personal life, your family life, and your business life worse? (laughs) Can I see your hand, all right? 
Then how many of you believe there's something you can do in the next three weeks that would specifically make your personal life, your family life, and your business life better? Can I see your hand, okay? How many of you believe the choice is yours? Okay. How many of you believe every choice has an end result? Okay. Now let me tell you what you just said, whether you realize it or not. You just said, look, I don't really care about what's happened in my past. I don't even care what my circumstances are at the moment because there's something I can specifically do right now that will make my future either better or worse, and the choice is mine. Folks, that's an awesome realization. It eliminates the blame game. It eliminates an awful lot of things because it means you've got a choice. I love the story of the old Eskimo in the long ago. Up in the coldest region of Alaska where they used to have dog fights every Saturday, and the old Eskimo had a black dog and a white dog, and every Saturday those two dogs would just go at it big time until finally they wore each other out, and over a period of years they'd, uh, you know, they'd lost their zeal for fighting, and so he retired them. And one day, one of the local villagers said, you know, I noticed something kind of unusual. I noticed that one Saturday, the black dog would win, and some Saturday, the white dog would win. But I noticed that you always won yourself. Regardless of which one won, you'd always bet on him. How did you know which one to bet on? Oh, he said, it was easy. I always bet on the one I'd been feeding all week. <laughs> Now, you see, there's the positive and the negative. You have a choice as to what you want to feed in your mind. As you've heard me say several times already, you're what you are and where you are because of what's going into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. Feed the positive and you will be positive. I'm really talking in this session about hope. Alfred Adler, the great psychologist and psychiatrist, made this statement. He said, hope is the foundational quality of all change. No hope, no change. John Maxwell put it this way. If there's hope in the future, there's power in the present. Hope is the great activator. The student with no hope of passing won't study. Why bother? I'm going to fail anyhow. The salesperson with no hope of making the sale won't make the call. I mean, what's the purpose? I'm not going to make a sale anyhow. The couple whose marriage is in trouble won't seek counseling because, I mean, why bother? Hey, this is a done deal. It's all over now. But give that person hope, and then action will take place, and exciting action will take place. Dr. Tony Campola says that your past is important because it brought you to where you are. But as important as your past is, it is not nearly as important as the way you see your future. The way you see your future determines your thinking today. Your thinking today determines your performance today. Your performance today has a strong bearing on what that future is going to be. Now, Dr. Campola was saying, yes, your passion is important, but he said the other's even more important. And he said, I understand what's happened in the past. I know that you were abused as a child. I know that you've had an alcohol and drug problem. I, I know that you've gone bankrupt a couple of times. I know you've gone through a couple of divorces. I know all of those things about you, but I still say the way you see the future 
is more important than what has happened in the past. Today is a brand new day. This is the day that you can make the decisions that will make such an incredible difference in uh, your life. The way that you look at that future is so important, but you got to plan for it. You were born to win. That's true. But in order to be the winner you were born to be, you got to plan to win. you got to prepare to win. And then and only then can you legitimately expect to win. Winning is not an accident. It is the result of a deliberate plan. Now, we want to talk about winning the balanced life. How can you have the hope that you can bring that life into balance and win in all areas? Several years ago, I had a young man in my office who had a hero. His hero was his boss. Now, the reason the young man was there was because though he was doing fairly well or actually pretty good in his business, he was leaving home every morning at 6 o'clock. He was getting in every night at 11 o'clock. That was six days a week. His health was deteriorating. He had gone to, to sleep a couple of three or four or five or six times, going back and forth at 30 some odd miles he had to drive. His family life was coming apart. And I mean, he was in trouble and a friend of his had brought him in the office and, and said, he respects you and if you'll talk with him, maybe, uh, maybe you can reach him in some way. So as we sat down, I said, I understand you have a hero. He said, yes, my boss is my role model. He's the one I'm emulating. And I, I said, well, why are you emulating him? And he said, well, he's the most successful man I've ever known. And so I said to him, I said, well, what is success? And what I want you to do is I want you to take the part of your outline uh, that lists at the very top of it where it says objective and I want to kind of go down the list because you see a lot of people never analyze what the situation is. Now, we know historically speaking that people who keep records, for example, of what they eat, when they eat it, and the circumstances lose more weight more quickly and keep it off longer. We know that if we were to divide this room into two groups, your salespeople, this group over here, you're selling the same product in the same area. This group over here keeps meticulous records on what happens on each call. This group doesn't do it. The group that keeps the records will sell lots more. Why? They're not kidding themselves. They know exactly what they are doing. They know where they are at any given point. So as I go down this list uh, here, what everybody wants, I asked the young man, I said, well... Steve, I said, let me ask you about success, and then we'll evaluate your boss. If you were happy and healthy, and I want you to judge yourself as we go along, and I want you to put the uh, mark there as we go. If you were happy and healthy, and at least reasonably prosperous, if you were secure and had friends and had peace of mind and good family relationships and the hope that the future was going to be even better... And you were loved, and you loved, would you consider yourself to be successful? He said, why, of course. I think anybody would. Would you consider yourself successful? Okay. I said, now, let's evaluate your boss, your role model that you're following. I said uh, to him, I said, uh, how happy is he? And he said, well, I don't think he's happy at all. Now, I want you to mark either a plus or a minus by yours. Are you happy? And he said, well, I don't think he's happy at all. And I said, well, why? And we gave him a minus. He said, well, I almost never hear him laugh, and he seldom smiles. Besides, he's got ulcers. 
And I said, well, let's give him a minus on the happy and on the healthy. If he's got ulcers, that uh, doesn't say a whole lot for his health, so would you be comfortable giving him a minus there? And he said, well, sure. I said, now, if he's got the ulcers, that uh, is because something's eating him, not because of what he's eating. So that means his peace of mind is not there, so uh, we've got to give him a minus on that. Would you agree? He said, yes, I would. He said, okay, uh, let's go on down the list. I said, well, I've asked you one question, and we've already got three minuses <laughs> out of a group of ten. I said, I want you to start thinking in terms of maybe you have been taking the wrong advice from the wrong person. Uh, marks on her face. <laughs> and they're saying, how do you hold on to a man? She didn't have a clue. When you ask somebody questions, when you have a role model, look at them. Is he or she qualified? Okay. Then I said to him, now we got three minors, and I said, tell me about his prosperity. And he said, man, he's got money running out of his ears. I said, okay, let's give him a big old plus on that one. I said, how secure is he? And he said, now understand, he's measuring success by your corporate position and how many bucks you got in the bank. He said, man, he's about as secure as money can make you. And I said, well, we had a couple of billionaire brothers here in the Dallas area, and they're both bankrupt. I said, how does he compare? And he said, oh, he doesn't have that kind of money. I said, our ex-governor at one time was worth over $100 million. He's now bankrupt. I said, how does he compare to that? Oh, he said he, he doesn't have that kind of money. I said, okay, would you be comfortable if we just gave him a uh, question mark on his security? And he said, yeah. I said, okay, how many friends does he have? And he thought a minute. He said, I don't think he's got any friends. He said, I'm not his friend. I just admire him because he's so successful. He said, actually, if you want to know the truth, the guy's somewhat of a jerk. I said, okay, uh, we're going to give him a minus on that one. I said, tell me about his family. And he said, well, his wife's divorcing him. So I said, well, we've got to give him a minus on that. I said, how much hope does he have? for the future. And he said, well, before I started talking to you, I thought he had lots of hope. <laughs> but he said, now, I, I just don't know about that uh, at all. So I said, well, would you be comfortable? We uh, gave him, uh, let's say, uh, another question mark on that or even a minus. He said, let's give him a minus. <laughs> I said, okay, we got that one. I said, now, uh, does he love anybody? And he said, yeah, he loves himself. <laughs> I said, uh, well, is he loved? And he said, far as I know, he's not. So I said, well, we got to give him a couple of more minuses, don't we? And he said, yes. Now, folks, out of the 10 factors there, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight minuses. We got one plus and one question mark. Now, let me ask you a question. I asked the young man the same question. I said, let me ask you. Knowing what you now know as we've evaluated the situation, would you swap places with him? Long pause. He slowly stood up, extended his hand, and he said, no, I wouldn't. Would you swap places with him? About four years later and then again last month, I bumped into the young man. Four years ago, uh, he gave me this picture. He had gotten back with his wife. They had the new little one. He had gotten a job that his wife encouraged him to. He moved up much faster. 
He is in every area of life improved substantially. A much happier, healthier man. He's brought balance to his life. So many people think you got to give up this and give up that. Folks, when you bring it in balance, you'd be amazed at how many more things come to bear in your life. All right. Well, hey, I hope you uh, got a little paradigm shift in that. I know I did as I listen. I get a great benefit of uh, it's part of my work to go through and listen to Zig's messages and to really digest them because then we're going to talk about them. And that's uh, uh, it's, it's one of those things where you step back and go, I can't believe I get paid to do that. What a gift. So when thinking through on that, that's where I came up with the question or the really the reality of, we are all, for better or worse, we have patterned our lives after someone and some circumstances. And so there again is where, why we posted that question on Facebook, who have you patterned your life after? So over 200 responses, or over 100 responses on that. I'm going to just take us through some of these responses. Now, those of you who are with me live, if you want to throw anything in the chat uh, or in the comment section there, uh, you're welcome to, but I'm going to go and read through some of what was shared on Facebook. So Jonah Berglund, he says, I've patterned my life after my dad, my paternal grandmother, my father-in-law, various positive role models and mentors, but by far I've patterned my life most after Jesus Christ, who lives inside me through his Holy Spirit. Now, on that note, I'll have to say that there was a significant amount. Jacob Salem, who uh, runs our Facebook page, uh, commented on that as well. He says it was, it was uh, surprising, not surprising, but just it really stood out how many people did cite a, a religious aspect, a spiritual aspect, and, and, and specifically even Jesus Christ. Now, it's not surprising in that Zig was a very devout follower of Jesus Christ. And so a lot of his fan base is as well, but it was interesting to see that. And, uh, you know, it could be a touchy subject, but I did want to point out, you know, on that, I mean, to see somebody uh, that image and, uh, that reality of Jesus Christ and to say, I, that's my role model. Okay. I understood mine too, as much as I, as much as I can from the character traits, However, when we see how we actually live our daily lives, go to work, uh, participate in relationships and our families and spouses and children, how we deal with money, uh, how we take care or not of our own health and wellness, those tangible things, we don't have face-to-face -face in the flesh experience with Jesus Christ. To take that, I would really it really encourage people to look at somebody who you think in today's day and age in the flesh and blood is a righteous, devout follower of Christ and see how they tangibly, specifically then walk out their lives amongst the challenges and realities and, uh, you know, rubber hits the road aspects of daily life. So again, I totally honor that, but I re were really wanting to bring it home just like Zig did in this message where he took somebody who was emulating, had a hero, had a mentor up here, but when you got really specific and what he was able to do because he knew this guy, that's where it really brought brought to brought it home and where again, most of us are living patterning ourselves after specific people, flesh and blood in our lives. Jody uh, Shank 
says, I actually pattern my life against most of the influences in my young life. I definitely learned what I didn't want to be and learning what I do want to be has been a struggle, but an amazing journey filled with faith, love, heartache, triumph, failure, and success. And then did a hashtag reinventing me at 43. Well, I specifically related to that one, Jody. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I just turned 44, but it was last year that I actually myself went through some personal individual counseling and got more insight on, honestly, on things that I've patterned my life after that were based more on accolades that I had as a youth than some of who I really was, which is daunting because as a parent, what you can only give the example that you can give. And, and, uh, I think it's really led me now today as a parent to say, you know, the best I can do for my kids. I mean, I can't give them something of who I'm not in a sense, but, uh, give them exposure to other people, other things as well, but also just to let them know, you know what, you are highly programmed by what you get here at home, by the bubble that you live in. And you need to know, uh, be aware of that and start getting aware of your own feelings and perspectives uh, that may be different than what you experience here. But man, that's uh, Jody. Thank you for sharing that, that you patterned your life against most of the influences in your young life. Now I'm going to, we'll hit that again because we have some other sharings that are very similar. Uh, we did have a lot of people that rose to the top uh, as far as consistently say that their mentor, their role model was their mother or their father. What a blessing that is. Dion Ruiz says, I don't role model anyone. However, I retain certain attributes from different people I respect for whatever they are best at. You know, Dion, that's one where I, my gut reaction as far as my, how my personal imagery of myself and expectation of myself is just that, that I don't role model after anyone. I am authentically me. At least for myself, though, I have to look at that and admit that it's not true. It is almost impossible uh, to not be influenced by the people who raised us and by the surroundings. Most of us did grow up in a relative bubble, in a a vacuum of all that we knew. So uh, again, always exceptions to that. You may have had the most incredible upbringing or a very diverse one that really did not pattern you and left you free just to decide exactly how you wanted to be. And you'd have to have an incredible understanding as to who you are. So again, exceptions, but anybody who does initially feel that they don't have any role models, there, uh, completely authentically them. I would just challenge that's very improbable for most people. And again, was the point of us posting this to say, we are probably a result of influences in our lives. Again, people specifically, but then even circumstances and to be aware of those and to admit even to say, gosh, that, yeah, I'm, I'm probably a result of that. And to deal with that. Pamela Rowland says, I patterned my life on how not to be as I watch behaviors and beliefs that are racist, hurtful, and abusive. I've had uh, much success in my life and my children's lives with this approach. Success, education, travel, understanding, love, and so much more. Uh, Again, Pamela, thank you for sharing that. I I think um, I've learned, uh, my wife even has helped me see that. Sometimes 
it's easier to recognize the wrong when things are very acute and to decide I'm not going to do that. And then to seek how you do want to do who you do want to be. Sometimes that's easier uh, than when things are good to a degree. Uh, when we, you know, things are not bad, it's not acute, and we tend to just readily accept without questioning. And so as much as I sure wouldn't say, hey, good for you that you had some hard circumstances, in this light of what we pattern ourselves after, it may be a help sometimes so that you can see what's wrong and call it out. It's blatant in front of your face and to say, gosh, I don't accept that. What do I accept? Ronald Carl Wilson says, my retired Second grade school teaching 90 year old mother is my inspiration and example. Today I know who I am as I remember back to 1957 at our Sunday school class. She helped me with two songs that go through my mind frequently I'm a little teapot, short and stout, and Jesus loves the little children of the world. She always lived by these two principles, and I now understand how she passed it on to me love my mother. Uh, what a gift and a blessing, Ronald. Thank you for that. And uh, for those of you who had a similar experience that you can relate to, uh, uh, what, a, what a gift. And for those who didn't, I hope you can be that. That's what Zig would call you to, to be that for someone else. Now, Kingsley, Zis, Kingsley Zisau, he said James Bond. All right, and at first I thought, you know, he's probably being uh, sarcastic. But you know what? Maybe, Kingsley, you weren't. It might have been in jest, but many people do model, sometimes subconsciously, sometimes consciously, as you put out there, after celebrities, stars, and even fictional characters, which, you know, on one hand, I have a library of DVDs of movies that move me, that inspire me. Some of the characters is based on true stories. Uh, some of them are fictional characters. So in that light, I, I, I hear you. I understand that. However, it's definitely a dangerous, if that's a serious statement from you, a dangerous thing to do as well, because often those characters and often even the stars and celebrities and the things that we see are not true to real life. I mean, they exacerbate the, magnify the good qualities and then often don't show us the bad ones. But uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting that we have a culture that is so media focused, so inundated with media that I think more and more from even a subconscious level, we are incredibly influenced by these images, by these characters, by these shows, these movies, these stories. And we do start modeling ourselves after that. We see that in the schools very readily, of course, with kids, that they model themselves after things that are not true to life. They are incredibly morphed. And often, if you break it down like Zig did with the guy whose hero was his boss, you break it down and you find qualities that uh, you sure would not want to emulate and people that you would not want to trade places with. Sarah Lee Baggett says Nelson Mandela, which of course I hear that. I think, oh yes, uh, I own a movie. I think it's called Invincible. Is that right? Um, boy, it's it's something close to that. It's based on uh, Nelson Mandela. Incredible guy. Though again, you look at the details of his life and they were not all hunky-dory. And again, I want us to bring it back to that tangible thing. Who are we modeling after, patterning after? What role models do we have, mentors do we have from specific things in our lives? How we 
handle our marital relationships, how we are parenting our children, how the roles that we are having in our work, our behavior, our character, our health and wellness. Who are we literally modeling after? Because we are modeling after something generally. Mark Morbeck says, for those who take role models seriously, they are the mentors of your future. We all have them from time to time in our lives, and we get to take a piece of that with us as we continue to journey our paths in life. Role models are never gone and never forgotten. And I, th- you know, I think there are people out there that don't have significant role models because they didn't have close, binding, intimate relationships. And this is much of a call, and Zig's call is to be a role model. That's a daunting task. I'll tell you, as a parent, I'm a parent of seven kids, and knowing I am, whether I like it or not, a role model is very uh, profound and weighty to know the influence I have on them, the mirror that I see from them sometimes on my qualities good and bad, and the bad ones are, are, are harsh, but it is a charge to pursue wellness in my life so that I am a valuable role model. Last one here, Ginger Huzar. I am modeling my life after people who are humble, generous, wise leaders, visionaries, Christ-like, loving, and passionate which I thought that was a great ending point here as Zig, that's really what he pulled out as he talked with this one gentleman in years past where he said, let's make a list and get serious on the qualities, the values that you have. What are the values you want to emulate? What are the character traits? Who do you want to be? I love that question. We often will say, hey, where do you want to be five years from now, three years from now, 10 years from now? But a daunting uh, question as well is who do you want to be? And when you sit back, oh gosh, who do I want to be? How do I want to be seen? It's kind of the deathbed type thing as well. You know, what do you want people to say about you? How do you want people to experience you? Most people never ask that question. And when we do, it really can take us back and look at, goodness, I, I really like to be this. Well, then let's work back from that. What do I need to do in my life? Is it possible for me to be that type of a person doing what I am today, working where I am today, eating how I am today even, which is high in my mind as I talked with Tom Ziegler yesterday and he was sharing about his, he's gotten really into juicing and has been doing different juice fast and a lot of people on the Ziegler team and then some of the Ziegler Legacy certified folks are doing juice fasts and really looking at what they are putting into their body, as Ziegler talks about, as Zig talked about, what, we're, what they're putting in their body, and then equipping their body with so that they can be the best that they can be, so that they can have top performance, which is, is what Zig called all of us to. All right, well, hey, I just want to again thank everyone who posted there, and again, that was some snapshots of over 100 comments so far on that one question, who have you patterned your life after. Great question for to sit down, talk about, to write down and get specific on because that again is so much of Zig's message that we've got to plan and prepare for the good results that we want to happen. They won't just happen to us. We have to happen to them. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, again, ask if you've gotten value from Zig and these podcasts to give us a review in iTunes and to engage with Ziggler, go to Ziggler.com 
Thanks, everybody, for being with me today, the live audience, and for the tens of thousands that will be listening to this in the coming days. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to The Ziggler Show. Sign up for new show alerts at ZiglarShow.com. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want.